Welcome to today's episode of the Back in Shape podcast. Today we're gonna to be talking all about lunges and why they are a very, very important exercise that you should be doing if you are looking to get your back healthy, strong, and in shape for the long term, that is. And they're something that can be used at any phase, any level. Now, before we get into the topic, remember, if you're watching this on the website or if you're on YouTube watching the podcast, please do let us know in the comments any questions you might have, any things that come up, or how you've got on with lunges. Have you struggled with them? Have you found them easy? We read and reply to all of your comments. Now. The main thing I wanna get out of the way to begin with is that whatever phase you're in, working on strengthening these, whether it's in the program, whether it's just doing lunges as an exercise in your own gym routine, you must apply the lessons that you're learning in the gym or in those workouts to the way in which you do things on a daily basis. It's all well and good doing textbook perfect lunges. Your knees nice and steady, your ankles are held in place, your core's nice and engaged whilst you're doing the lunge. But then if we go into that cupboard underneath the sink and we lunge down, our knee rolls in, strains the medial collateral ligaments, the ankle collapses and the arches drop, straining that and, and also putting asymmetric strain through or uneven strain through the Achilles. We're really missing the picture. We work out for maybe an hour, one sixteenth perhaps of our waking hours every Every single day, we must make those patterns, those habits that we develop in our workouts start to carry over into the way in which we do things on a daily basis. So that's where we get the real success. And that's something that is so often overlooked. We really often forget, we're working so hard on our workouts and we forget sometimes, especially in the early days, to apply those lessons consciously to the activities we're doing on a daily basis. And with time, that need for a conscious application, that need for thinking about how we move on a daily basis, starts to become more and more autonomous and something we don't have to worry about. So really, really work on that application to real life. And that's where lunges are really so good, which we'll talk about a little bit more later on in the episode. And let's start off talking about what a lunge is actually doing inside your body from the ground up, because this will give us a real insight into the multitude of ways this is going to help a multitude of joints in our body. At the very first, we've got the feet the ground. When you're doing a lunge, know that because we're on one leg, we are driving all of our weight through our body towards the midline. And that means that our arch is under pressure to collapse in. And therefore we need to use those foot muscles and going up into the ankle and then the lower leg, the smaller muscles that have their bellies in the lower leg and go down into the foot, muscles like tibialis anterior, which runs down and maintains the inside of your arch. All of those muscles need to work as one as we're doing that to maintain stability. They also need to work a little bit harder because remember, unlike a squat, they've now got all of or significant majority of the body weight going through that one leg. So not only are those forces driving, driving the ankle towards the midline a little bit stronger, there's also balance to contend with. So those muscles have to be hyperactive. And even if you just stand on one leg, you'll feel them making small adjustments in the foot and in the calf those small adjustments to your balance as your body feels how things are changing and has to adjust course accordingly. Waking that area up is particularly important if we've had previous strains in the ankles as well and restoring some of that proprioception and balance which is so very important. That's something first and foremost we start to get right when we start lunging correctly. As we work up into the calf, we have the larger calf muscles which are more responsible for the ankle joint themselves and, and, and one of them crosses over into the knee. We have the soleus and gastrocnemius. Those are very powerful muscles that are gonna blend with the, to form the Achilles tendon and go down into the foot. And they're going to be challenged a little bit more when we do this single legged approach. And they're gonna to need to strengthen and adapt as a result of that. Then we come up to the knee. The knee, as we're going through that lunge, is going to drive towards the middle. It's going to drive in and strain or have the propensity to strain some of the 
supporting structures around the ligaments of the knee. This is a common error. And what you're going to be doing when you're doing your lunges is opposing that, holding that knee steady on top of a steady ankle and stopping those erroneous movements taking place, but really, really focusing on it. And we're going to develop the muscles, the movement patterns that prevent that gliding towards the midline of the knee, which is so detrimental to our knee health and often creates serious aggravation for those with knee pain or knee injuries or causes those knee pain and knee injuries. Often we think of maybe the, the, the reason that we have some of those knee injuries is not um, why we struggle to do lunges, but we actually struggle to do lunges first. We struggle to do the movement of a lunge and that led to the degradation of our knee, perhaps a different way of thinking about that. And then we move up to the hip, the large muscles of the hip, like the glute complex, the glute maxima and medius and some of the other smaller muscles around there. Those muscles are having to work tremendously hard to do the things that I mentioned a moment ago. Hold that knee from rolling in. As the knee rolls in, there's a rotation that happens through the length of the femur and tibia as well. The glutes are going to be maintaining and preventing those movements from taking place. And as a knock-on effect down at the arch, they're going to be preventing that arch from collapsing inwards. All of these things add up and it's those glutes that are having to really stabilize that whole process or play a significant role in the stabilization of that lunge. And now we've got those strong glutes building into the lower back or the trunk region. And when we think of the trunk, we think of the core, we think of the back muscles, we think of the spine, the lumbar spine as well, and the pelvic girdle and holding that whole thing in its set position. As we now have a glute that's firing or glute region that's firing much more on the one side, that's creating this asymmetrical pull on the trunk region. And what we have to do there is make sure that that trunk is nice and strong so that it forms a good anchor point. If the, trunk, if the trunk is weak and wobbly, as the glute goes to pull to provide some sort of stability to anchor that lower leg into the ground, it's going to pull a wobbly, loose structure. Instead, a nice strong core that's not going to be pulled off centre by one glute pulling a lot more than the other, one hip complex pulling a lot more than the other. And that, of course, on the front includes muscles like the psoas, which are going to be engaged as well, that run up into the lumbar spine. So there we've got that ability to provide asymmetrical or strength in the midsection, stability in the midsection, the trunk, whilst there's asymmetrical load of significant magnitude coming from lower down from that particular limb. As we go higher up, we go into the torso. The torso, large structure, maybe we're carrying some weights on one side or the other. That's having to be balanced from the core below. And we need to have a smooth, continuous engagement of the muscles of the back coming up from the lumbar spine into the middle back region where we're holding our torso nice and steady in spite of the fact of maybe having the additional challenge of a weight on one side or the other or both, increasing the demand on all of the, all of the steps in the chain below that we've covered to make sure that everything is held central and that the spine is not put into a vulnerable position. Remember, that little spine in our lower back is a very small little rod, relatively speaking, compared to the strong and large pelvic girdle below and the strong and large torso and rib cage above. It has to do a lot of work to stabilize there. And that's all being done in a safe environment when we're doing our lunges correctly, of course. And then we bring up to the head. And I say the head here, but I'm really thinking about the balance structures in our brain, our ability to do this movement as we are balancing effectively. No, there's no doubt about it. When you start doing lunges, moving on, for, say, for example, from squats, there is that balance component that needs to be there, that needs to be trained, restoring the ability for the brain to sense, hey, we're coming off balance here. Maybe our eyes are moving off the horizontal, what's called the Frankfurt horizontal. We need to send messages back down the body to make sure that we square everything up and hold it nice and square. So really you can see that this lunge works everything from the ground all the way up. 
And every single one of those little things that are being done are going to be tested, challenged in daily life, which really brings me to the next point. Lunges are a true to life activity. And just having a check on the notes there to make sure we don't miss anything. They are going to be used in 95% of the activities you're doing on a daily basis. There is no way you can get around this. It's just not possible. And if you think you can get away with not doing lunges, I've got another thing for you. You've got, you've got another thing coming because there is no way, unless you're gonna live in a bungalow and just you know, never go over any steps ever in your life again, you are going to be doing lunges. Are you gonna stand at the bottom of the step going, oh gosh, I wish I could get up there. Are you gonna not enter your house because you have to step over something? Are you not going, are you gonna stand there in the middle of the road because there's not a dropped curb in sight, just standing there floundering saying, I can't go up this step because I can't do lunges. No, you're gonna do them anyway. You're gonna go up the staircase. You're gonna step into the house. You're gonna step up onto the curb. You're going to be doing lunges. And it might sound daunting to start all oh, this lunge. As I've just mentioned, there's all those things happening you cannot avoid, no matter who you are, if you are mobile and able to walk around, you are going to be doing this activity. So we better learn to get it right. And we can break it down to its constituent elements and reduce the range of motion, make it easier for ourselves using regression techniques, i.e. making an exercise easier, so we can effectively start to do this exercise safely. Because make no mistake, you will be doing lunges on a daily basis or activities that replicate those. Most of the time, we injure our lower backs in ways that are not square. Most of life is not square. We don't get to square ourselves off, sit in a chair and stand up very often. We don't get to squarely address the shopping and then put it, put it on, on the side, for example. Most of the time, we're leaning off to one side or the other. We've got asymmetrical pressure going through one leg or the other, coming down from one arm or the other. We are doing all of these things on one side or the other, and that's why those lunges are so very important because they teach you an ability to provide stability, to provide safety to your spine and the whole, a whole other host of joints in a way that you can replicate in a closed environment. We can practice our lunges, practice that ability to provide stability in an enclosed environment in a very safe way when we're doing our lunges, and then we can take it out into the real world and have effective, uh, effective participation without constant injuries. Now, some of you, you, maybe you've got a little bit more work than others to do, and maybe you really can't do lunges well at all, and we'll get to that in a moment. But I will stress to you, it is something that you cannot avoid, and you need to do it until you can do it. And that kind of brings me to that last point. How are we gonna get started? Now, I wanted to make these tips really helpful for those of you that are really, really struggling. Maybe you've got some arthritis in the knee, maybe we've got some degenerative change there, maybe we're struggling with the ankles, maybe we've got some really bad back pain. Because getting into these is so very important. For those of you that are already on the road, you're already doing lunges and you wanna progress them, then hopefully this has been uh, motivation enough to allow you to continue to push yourself, continue to increase the resistance, continue to increase the depth, etc. But if you are someone who's really struggling, thinking, I just can't do that, there's no way I'm gonna do it, my knee's sore, it hurts, etc. Know, first and foremost, that you're already doing lunges, whether you like it or not, whether you acknowledge it or not, you are doing lunges of some way, some, some description or other. And what we're gonna do instead is we're gonna start off, instead of doing a full lunge, we're gonna start off just standing up, holding onto a chair, or in the kitchen, holding onto the kitchen table, and you're gonna take your leg and put, one, put your weight on one of your legs only. And then from there, you are going to just bend that one knee. And if we say we've got a straight leg here, we're gonna bend it from 180 degrees to 170 degrees and then back up. You've, by putting the weight on the one leg, you signal that change already that I mentioned earlier. You signal the fact that that one foot is gonna to have to start balancing more. You're gonna signal that one knee, that hip, that glute is all gonna to have to start doing more. The core, 
the balance, all of those chains are going to start to get involved as soon as you stand on one leg, let alone if we're just bending like that. That's going to get everything involved. And slowly over the course of time, you're gonna find you're able to bend more and more and more through the lunge, through those degrees. But I stress you must go through this process slowly. There is no need to rush it. Don't do it over a course of a couple of weeks or a couple of days, let alone. You want to make sure you're making this progress, especially if you are cautious and you've got a lot of trouble down in there and, and, and trouble doing this movement. Make progress slowly, because if we do have any degenerative change or any history of issues in the limb, the lower limb or the lower back itself, then actually going through those ranges of motion is going to challenge some of the ligaments, the tendons, etc. Structures not like the muscles, which change a lot more slowly. So. If you do have any questions or want to understand a little bit more of a step-by-step -step guide on how you can specifically do these, uh, follow these steps to get into lunges, then check out the link in the show notes if you're watching this on Shopify, uh, on Spotify or on uh, YouTube, where you can find a full five steps you can go through to safely get in to doing lunges in the most effective way, with a little bit of a blurb on each of those steps to help you better understand how and why we're doing that particular step at that particular time. As always, if you did find this helpful, consider giving us a thumbs up, consider subscribing to the channel, and consider sharing it with someone you know, it could really, really help. As always, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you in the next episode.